3: Anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably
0: the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain.
3: Here is your host, Kathy.
0: Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you listen on a podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show, whether you're on iTunes or Spotify, definitely press five star if you love my show that kind of shit really helps a couple people wrote reviews recently they didn't just press five star they wrote really nice reviews thank you I read them all I know exactly who you are half of you I can't pronounce what your fake name is or your fake screen name is but I really appreciate like I said I read them and I love them on Spotify now what's really fun is they have polls. I run polls over there and there is a place to comment on the episodes. I get so excited when I get some comments on Spotify. So if you have a comment about an episode, I post some questions over there to get the conversation going. Definitely give your two cents. I love hearing... What people think about the episodes and the topic that we're discussing. That's what I love about YouTube. That's where I get all my comments. But now I get them on Spotify too, which is super fun. There are a lot of comments that come in that have bad words in them. There's certain things you cannot say or else Spotify is gonna flag it. I will see flagged comments, but I never air them because if they're flagged, what they're saying is that if I post that, it could get me in trouble. So make sure if you comment on Spotify that you keep your comments as clean as possible. So you wanna say sex, say S and then two stars. If you wanna say come, say C-O-M-E. Like just keep it super clean. Make sure to comment over there if you can. I love seeing comments. Now, if you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because people remain anonymous on the show. I change everybody's voices. If you don't want to be anonymous, you don't have to, but most people do. I change voices. I change names. If you want to be on the show, just send me an email, at gmail.com, or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on the show. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com as well to link up to my YouTube. If you go to my YouTube, you could see some videos of me over there. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. And that's another great place to comment. I love the comments on YouTube. I'm always interacting over there. I think I have maybe 42,000 subscribers there, but I always want more. Go check out my YouTube channel. You could get everything, links to everything on my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Now, listen, if you have just a naughty confession, you want to be aired on one of my Naughty Confessions episodes, you could call my confessions hotline. The number's 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on my confessions hotline. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, just call back. But make sure when you leave it, you're in a very quiet place and you speak clearly and you have on a good headset, okay? I get some... Confessions where I can't hear a thing someone's saying like they're driving down a highway with their windows open, okay? (laughs) Being in a quiet place. What's fun about my anonymous confessions episode is now I do give my two cents to it. I'm typically not answering people via email or DMs when people will have questions or want to tell me something because I just don't have the time to do that. And I'm a talker, not a writer. So if you want to tell me something about yourself and you want my opinion, call my confessions Hotline, 347-420-3579. Now, most of these confessions, they're not aired on an episode. They're posted on my Patreon. My Patreon is super fun. It's like a very big community at this point. I have over 2,100 people on my Patreon signed up. Uh, my Patreon for just $5 a month. You get all of my episodes early and ad-free. You get Q&As. I do them probably like every other month where I answer any kind of questions that my Patreon members have. You also get anonymous pics of every female guest that has ever been on my show. They're all over there. Hot pics, like sexy pics, rated R pics are all there. And then you also get access to my private Discord channel, which is not R-rated. It's X-rated, okay? (laughs) And there's a big community over there of like-minded people all chatting with each other. I don't Get involved in my Discord channel, but it's a great place for you to go and talk to some of my guests, go on there. They post their X-rated pictures on there. Other people and listeners who are on, in the Discord get to post whatever they want, post videos, post pictures. It's uh, NFSW. Is that what it's called? <laughs> it's age-restricted, but it's very easy to get into. I think just iPhone users have to do something on the computer to make them able to see the private Discord. But I give you all those instructions when you sign in. So it's pretty easy. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, like I said, it's only $5 a month. You could cancel at any time. Go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Now listen, all the information I just gave you, All of the links and everything will be in the description. So if you're driving, don't worry. Just go to the description later. So today is anonymous confessions. And there's a lot of fun ones on this one. I just threw a bunch of really interesting ones and put them in here. You're going to dig them, I promise. And then there's a lot of funny stories I include in there of me. We kick it off with a lesbian affair in Vegas. This is one of the situations where what happened in Vegas didn't stay in Vegas. It's very interesting how she wound up hooking up with a chick in Vegas. And it's not what you think. It's not doesn't involve a stripper at a strip club or an escort. Okay, wait until you hear the story. <laughs> then we hear from a guy who I've already spoke to and got the long story, but this is a guy who loves sharing his wife's dirty pics with everybody. He even uses the word family in there. Who the fuck does he tell in his family about his wife's pics? I don't know. You got to hear his whole confession. I think she also messes around with a lot of other people. After him, we hear from a guy who is very into older women. And when he says older women, he doesn't mean MILFs. He means GILFs. How lucky is his girl? She just knows as the, old, like the older she gets, the more into her he's going to be. <laughs> Imagine living in that world, girls. <laughs> we all have to worry about the opposite, right? Like you just get busted as you get older. This bitch is getting hotter. His girl is just going to get hotter to him because he loves nothing more than like 70 year olds. I don't remember, but you got to listen to his confession. Then we talked to somebody who just became a, a unicorn to a couple. She is a woman that was always in relationships. And this is a woman, not a young girl, a woman who was always in relationships, not in one currently, found a couple and she's been hooking up with them. I also have her episode already taped. Her story's interesting on here when you hear her explain it, all the details. I explain a little bit about the episode and how it turned out with me because I did talk to her. So make sure to listen to my two cents afterwards. And then the last confession is from a guy who wants his girlfriend to hook up with other men, but he is leery about it. He does not know if he's going to be able to handle it. And his girl is down. Not only is she down, she's got a past. She's way more experienced and way less vanilla than him but he is like teetering. He wants to do it for her, but he's not really sure. So I give him a lot of really good advice. You hear a lot of stuff from me on this one. Like I said, some funny stories about doctors and inappropriate behavior. You <laughs> talk a little bit about Arnold and his maid. Don't ask me how I get onto these topics, but I discuss that. I talk talk about sexting and sending dirty pics and what to do and what not to do. I talk about how if you really want to have good sex, you need to open your mouth with your partner, okay? Talk about what you want. Speak up. Everybody needs to speak up in the bedroom. I talk about that. And then, like I said, I do give a lot of advice for people who are currently monogamous but want to dip their toe in the non-monogamous world. I give a lot of information as well as, like I said, tell you a lot of funny stories. There's a lot more in this episode. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It starts with a confession and then my critique and then a confession and then my critique and there's five confessions total. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with the first confession.
3: This is the Strickland.
4: Hi, good morning. So about four years ago, I went on a first trip to Las Vegas. I was with my boyfriend and we were almost 50 years old. Very attractive. Anyway, we ended up getting into a disagreement and out of the blue, the last day of our week trip, he had me kicked out of the hotel. Out of MGM in Las Vegas, I was escorted to our room by female security and told to pack up and I needed to leave ASAP. This was like 11 o'clock at night. Being almost 50 years of age, new relationship, I was stuck at. I could stay in Vegas or well, what am I going to do? I I'm going to be in a Uber and going back to the hotel like almost or airport 12 hours early. Well, as women empower women. The psyche security guard who escorted me, I guess, had a strong admiration for me, and women do what we do best. We take, we take care of herself. She watched me throughout the whole week. I saw her always right on with drinks, right on with towels, right on with her room, anything I needed. Long story short, she provided a room no charge. He came in and provided some hospitality MGM style. She was the best pussy eater I have had. I got free rooms at the MGM the rest of the year, and my boyfriend was barred from MGM property. So a little, little nugget of information. So the next day, we both ended up being at the airport. First had big smiles on our face, obviously, for different reasons. I guess he thought I was upset and and punished. But as a woman, we carry on. And, yeah, flying out to Vegas again soon. And MGM is a great hotel to stay. Confessions of a woman. Have a good day. Okay, now listen.
0: This is like a hot porn, right? (laughs) I do have questions, though. My first question would be, like, how did it... Go from this woman helping you out, hooking you up, bringing you to your room, being professional, and her crossing the line to going down on you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Who made the first move? I'm assuming the security guard. That's just what I'm thinking. It doesn't sound like this woman was in the headspace to be picking up a chick right i don't even know if she's ever been with a chick i don't know if she even went down on this chick she did say it was the best pussy licking she ever got so we all know the girl went down on her and she just was like a pillow princess but i would assume she's in a really bad position she's had like probably the worst vacation of her life she just kind of met this guy it sounds like he threw her out of the hotel room she's really fucked she's not in a good headspace no girl is happy when they get in a big fight with their boyfriend (laughs) So she's like miserable. She's not thinking, oh, my God, I want my pussy eaten by this chick. It was definitely the female security guard. And I wonder if that's her thing. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I wonder how many other girls have banged the uh, security guard at this hotel. (laughs) Right. I don't know. I'm assuming that she made her pass. I'm assuming that she didn't go down on her. I don't know why. Why? But it is a hot story, right? It's like straight out of porn. And I think that there's a lot of porn that is set up like this. That power dynamic of somebody in a position of power or in a position of working and the person that's not working. Like, what is it about that kind of power play that is a thing with so many people, right? It's like the guy with the maid in the hotel or the doctor with his patients. I have a whole episode already taped. With a guy who does, who mocks up and role plays doctor patient naughty scenarios. It's guy on guy action. It's going to be a Fetish Friday episode. He's a guy that pretends he's a doctor. He's not lying to the people. It's everyone knows it's like consensual, right? He role plays as a doctor, and these guys role play as guys that come in with ass problems, I guess, and he just like fucks them in the ass with all these things. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. You know what, girls dig? Guys with confidence. And that's especially true in the bedroom. Remember back in the day when you were always super hard and ready to go? Want to get that confidence back in bed? Well, then you need to check out Bluetooth. BlueChew is an online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra in a chewable tablet at a fraction of the cost. The process is super simple. All you got to do is sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical professionals, and once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to have an awkward convo, and there's no waiting in line. Your prescription is going to be delivered right to your door in a discreet package. Don't think you need it? wondering if it works. Well, don't worry. You're going to get to try it for free for a whole month because Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. I've got a special deal for my listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use my code StrictlyAnon at checkout. Pay just $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code StrictlyAnon to receive your first month free. Visit Blue Chew com for more details and important safety information. And I thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Good news, Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's Strictly Anonymous Podcast the website and the email address will all be in the description.
3: Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call. I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison, I've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, beautiful anonymous.
0: He even sent me in pictures of his doctor bag, you know, <laughs> but like, listen, we all know that there's a lot of that doctor patient porn. There's maid guy in the hotel room porn, but these things happen in real life too. Okay. I remember asking my cleaning lady if she had been ever hit on by guys and she was like oh yes it it had happened to her recently like one of the husbands of one of the people she worked for totally hit on her when the the wife was gone. i mean (laughs) what about arnold and his maid Oh my god that infamous story and so many people were like oh my god why would he fuck her she was so disgusting I just think he wanted to see those big tits that's just like you know Arnold could have whoever he wanted okay that guy was first of all gorgeous I've never seen a a human specimen like that have you ever watched any of his documentaries or just seen him when he was younger Oh my God. He was like a 10 point million. But anyway, he was like the hottest guy who could fuck whoever he wanted. Listen, on top of being hot, he was like a famous movie star. He had gazillions of dollars. He could fuck whoever he wanted, as he probably did. Why not fuck the maid and see what those tits were all about? You don't know. (laughs) I, you know, I totally got it. I, you know, a lot of times... I think women don't understand how guys' brains work. Sometimes it's not like the whole package. A lot of times guys don't care about the face. You know what I mean? Sometimes they might not care about anything else except the tits or the big ass or whatever it is that they're interested in. They could get interested in it for that mo- for that moment. I know that sometimes when I was be at the park with my son when he was really little and I'd see some nannies and I'd see like, oh, you know, their faces were busted, but they had like hourglass figures with big bubble butts and huge tits. And I'm like, that mom thinks because that that nanny is older and maybe has a busted face that her husband's not going to look at her. And what she doesn't understand is her husband is because she's got a hot body, okay? <laughs> you want to hire a nanny that your husband's not going to look at hire a nanny with a horrendous body (laughs) she could have a beautiful face make sure she's got a bad body it's the body that guys are looking for he's not bringing her home Earl wasn't bringing his maid home to his parents for Thanksgiving dinner he didn't give a fuck what she looked like he just wanted to bang those big tits that's what I really think it was some like weird kink thing he had been there done it all why not These things happen and I do think like the maid thing is a thing. The doctor thing is definitely a thing. Listen, every girl that I know, including me, has a real life doctor being inappropriate story. Trust me, ask ask your wife right now. Go ask your girlfriends. They're all going to have one too. (laughs) All girls of a certain age have one story, if not more than one story of a male doctor doing something very inappropriate to them. I remember recently, I went to a gynecologist, my gynecologist, but it wasn't my gynecologist. So I was going to this one office. It was an old man there. And there was a younger man, two guys In the practice, one guy was, like I said, younger, one guy was older, I went to the really old guy, I want my doctors always to be busted, unattractive, all that kind of stuff. And I always wind up getting like the opposite. (laughs) But anyway, I picked this doctor, he was a gynecologist, and he was um, really old. And whenever I would go to the office, I would see the younger guy and he had this really weird mustache. I don't even think that's the way you're supposed to say mustache, but it was a mustache. It wasn't a mustache. It was a mustache. Okay. It was like really oddly shaped and he was like this quirky dude and he was young and he would always be giving me side eyes when I'd walk through. You know how sometimes their office doors are open. Whenever I walk by, I I would definitely get the feeling that this guy was like checking me out. As a chick, girls know these things. We could smell it from a mile away. So I was like, oh, stay away, creep. I'm never going to him. The old guy was always super nice. But one time, the old guy wasn't available. So I just was like, okay, just make it with the young guy. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Oh, my God. So I got... And he did like three inappropriate things in one time, okay? My creep vibes were completely right. So first of all, I'm getting like my regular exam. And sometimes they put a finger up in your ass, but they do it. They don't make it a thing. Like this guy literally stuck his finger in my ass. And when he did it without telling me, he was looking me straight in the eyes. Like he made sure he was looking at me while I was looking at him and then boom, he shoves his finger at my ass. Like he fingered me like in an intimate moment. Like he did it on fucking purpose and don't tell me I'm making this shit up. Because I'm not, I'm telling you. And then he like took his finger out, looked at it, and then looked at me again. Okay, this guy knew what he was doing. He was kind of like giving me this look like, I just fingered your ass. Okay, I remember like going over calling up one of my guy friends and being like, as women, we just think we go to the doctor, whether it's a man or a woman. We're just thinking that they're being a doctor first, a man second. And I'm sure that that is true with 95% of doctors out there, right? But there is this five or maybe 10% of doctors where I think they're men first, doctor second. I remember calling up my friend and being like, listen, like I just went to this guy and like he shoved his finger up my ass and he looked straight at me. And I really felt like it was a sexual thing. Is what I assume, right? Like that this guy's a doctor and he would never think like that. It doesn't matter that he's man. He's like, no, he's a man. Of course he did. That's exactly what was going on. He's a guy first. That's what my guy friend told me. And I believe that. And like I said, I think as women, we think, oh, no, they're just doctors and they have their boundaries and they see pussies and asses all day. Like, who cares? But some guys is just going to be a guy at all times They're inappropriate. Something's wrong with them. That guy was boundaryless because that wasn't the only thing he did. Now, I went in to get an ultrasound. I always make sure I get an ultrasound at every one of my yearly exams. Every woman should. You should push for it. You got to pay a little extra, but it's good to know. So anyway, I was doing that. And first thing he does is tell me that I have a good looking uterus. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, what the f- What the fuck does that even mean? First of all, what does an ugly uterus look like? What does a good-looking uterus look like? I think it was the uterus. I don't think it was like, oh, you have good-looking ovaries. I think it was like you have a good-looking uterus. And like the nurse, I looked at the nurse, and she kind of like rolled her eyes because this bitch is in his office with him all day long, listening to him do inappropriate things. Poor girls. She's got the worst job on the planet, right, having to trail this fucking creep. So anyway, and then we're just like talking, and I'm rapping because I'm just like uncomfortable. I just want to get the out of there because this guy's so gross, and we're talking, and I'm talking about my child, and I was saying that I wound up doing a surrogate. I did. I went through so much infertility, like I did nine IUIs or 11 IUIs. I forget how many IUIs I did. And then five or six IVFs. I wound up at the hospital. The last one, they punctured like a a blood vessel. I was like bleeding babies' heads out of my vagina. I like wound up in the hospital. I mean, I went through torture, okay? Most women who wind up having surrogates, are not doing it because they want to remain skinny, okay? I've heard the most grossest things come out of people's mouths about women who use surrogates. I will say 99% of the time, any woman that uses a surrogate has gone through hell back to have a baby themselves and that is the last worst case option okay i did everything i could to have a baby and when i could not that's what i did but anyway and i was like saying oh you know i had a, i had a surrogate and he, he was like oh you're so lucky like you know you, your pussy your vagina stayed tight <laughs> now i'm sorry if you really think about that sentence okay there's no other reason that you give a fuck about how tight or loose your vagina is unless you're talking about it in a sexual context. So he's talking to me about my my vag sexually for him to be like, Oh, you're so lucky. Your pussy is tight. <laughs> he's, oh my God, he's like, so fucking gross. He was such a creep. Anyway, I think that they, their business closed down after COVID. So I've never gone back, but that really was the last time I went back to that um place. I do have another doctor story. That's kind of funny. And it's, Kind of me being inappropriate with the doctor. (laughs) I'm just going to say this story because it's kind of funny. So there was a time where I was banging this guy and I kind of like passed him around to my friend too. this uh, guy. And I always fucked my booty calls with condoms. I always talk about how I was always use a lot of condoms. I was very safe. I fucked this guy with a condom. He was my booty call guy. He did also fuck my friend and uh, he called me up one day and was like, oh, by the way, I have chlamydia and you could have given it to me. And I was like, there's no way I gave you chlamydia. Like, I didn't even let you touch my your dick on my leg without a condom. That's how safe I am. Like, there's no way I gave you chlamydia. He's like, yes, it could have been you or your friend. I was like, no way. I'm like, I am going to go to the doctor to prove to you that I don't have chlamydia and that I didn't give it to you. And you're such a fucking asshole for trying to blame me. So I didn't want to go to my regular gynecologist this is when I was so much younger it wasn't when I was going to the older guy so I wound up going to a walk-in clinic and my friend who also fucked him who went to go get tested too by the way she didn't give it to him either she's like oh Kathy just go to this clinic in Manhattan and she told me the name of the doctor she said he's like really old guy exactly what I was looking for and I'm like okay that's where I'm gonna go just want to get this test by this old guy Because, you know, I have to sit there and be like, oh my God, I I fucked a guy and he's blaming me that I have chlamydia. It's like uncomfortable. So I make the appointment for to see the specific doctor with the specific name and I get there and they're like, okay, so and so will be with you in a moment. I'm like, well, that's not the guy. That my friend told me about. They're like, oh, he's not working today. You're gonna be with this other guy. <laughs> so I go in to the room, okay, and it is like the hottest guy I've ever seen. Now, granted, I believe he was gay. He seemed like he seemed gay to me, but he was gorgeous, like a ten, like the hottest doctor I ever had. And I'm like, how horrifying. Here I am having to explain that I have, might have given some guy chlamydia, and I'm trying to prove to him that he's wrong. And it turns out that that day, I was wearing these new patent leather boots. They were like thigh-high boots, or no, like patent leather knee-high boots, right? Uh, And I wore them to the place. Now, it was raining that day, and I don't know if that's the reason why this happened, but anyway, I go to take off my boots, and I realize, like, my feet smell, my socks smell from these boots for some reason, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm having, like, a panic attack. (laughs) Because, like, when you're sitting in the stirrups, your feet are right in the guy's, you know, face. So I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I had two choices. I, I could either be a, a girl that has smelly feet that might've given a guy chlamydia, or I could be a crazy girl that might've given a guy chlamydia. So I chose the crazy girl. And what did the crazy girl did, do? <laughs> I capped my fucking boots on. I took everything off, but put my boots back on. I swear to God. So that I, so that my smelly feet would be covered. And so he comes into the room with the nurse. And he's like, you got to take those boots off. And I'm like, I'm not taking them off. And he's just like, you can't have them on. I'm like, I'm not taking them off. Like, I doubled down. I know he talked about me behind my back afterwards that night to his boyfriend. It was like, this bitch thought I was like hot and kept her boots on. I probably looked like I was trying to seduce him or something. Like, because why am I spread eagle with high heel patent leather, knee high boots on? <laughs> Never in his brain, I think, could he have concocted up the reason. If I was the doctor and the girl, a girl did that, I would try to think, like, what was she doing? Was she trying to hate on me? Like, I would try to come up with all the scenarios. But I don't think one scenario would be like, oh, maybe she had smelly feet and she didn't want me to smell them. <laughs> But that's the truth. That's what happened. So he probably thought I was being inappropriate with him, but I wasn't. So anyway, I don't know how I got so far away from this lesbian fantasy. It's not even a fantasy. This lesbian confession. But I'm I'm sure you enjoyed those stories. Are kind of funny. So anyway, on to the next confession.
5: Strong black guy married to a black woman, and I like to share my wife. I shared her maybe two, three times. We played with a few couples. She's not she don't really get into it all that much but she does do it sometimes. I also like to show her off her pictures. I show her pictures to friends, family, I show her pictures to some of her coworkers. I kind of a the way I do it with her coworkers. I love the fact that they look at her every day and knowing that they seen her every inch of her and still have to try to keep it together. I don't know. I want her to be a slut. I love that. I shared it with a friend. I shared it with two friends actually. Had her on all fours, deep, fucking big, fucking everything. We went to maybe one or two swinger parties. When she goes to the swinger parties now, she shows out, she performs, puts herself until that people touch her. Yeah, I got a lot of interesting stories that I'd love to get off my chest if you would have me.
0: Ever find yourself craving a getaway from the boring routine of daily life? Why not indulge in a super hot fantasy world on? Dipsy. Dipsy is an app full of short, sexy audio stories. Whether you want to hear stories about two girls or two guys or a threesome or more some, or solo play, you're going to find it on Dipsy. They have hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every week. So there's always something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories and wellness sessions, and they also offer written stories. And you know what I love about Dipsy the most is their jump to the action button. So if you're really horny and you want to get right to the part where the action starts, you just click a button and it takes you right there. So what are you waiting for? Go get Dipsy now. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial. When you go to dipsiestoriescom slash strictly anon, that's 30 days full access for free. When you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash strictly anon, strictly anon, or just go to the description, click on the link to get 30 days of free access. Oh, I had him. I know his whole story. I had a million questions for him. Is this consensual? You're sending, showing pics of your girl to your friends and her co-workers and your quote-unquote family? (laughs) Who the fuck in your family are you showing your pictures to? I don't know. Is that weird? (laughs) I'm trying to think when I show my sister... like a dick pic of a guy I don't know I don't think so I don't know who's his family members that he's showing pics of his wife to he obviously has that thing going where he just wants people ogling his girls a lot of guys are into that it's a weird thing I think girls would think the opposite right we all expect our guys to be jealous most of them are but this guy though sharing the pics with her coworkers like how crazy is that? Okay, I got the whole story of how that kind of happened and how it came to be, and that her coworkers see that and he just gets off of the whole scenario. It's really a crazy sto- <laughs> story. And it's kind of messed up because the whole consensual thing is very gray in his actual story. I will say this, though, and I always tell girls this. And guys should heed the warning too, but I don't think guys care. If a guy sends a dick pic to a girl, he obviously thinks it's a good pic of his cock. Does he care if she's showing her friends? No, he'd probably get more horny for it if if he thought she was. But I think that girls don't want their pic shared with everybody. Or maybe some girls do. I don't know, but all I know is that I believe that if you're sending naked pics to your guy, there's a chance that he might be sharing them with his friends. I think it's like a bragging thing. I believe on more than one occasion with a guy, they have shared my pics. I have an r- actual story where I believe I caught the guy, but he'll never cop to it. <laughs> if it's so obvious. And I was like, okay, listen, in a situation like that, do I think the guy's the biggest fucking asshole? I can't believe you showed my pick, my dirty pick to your guy friends. Not really, because I, I don't think he's showing it like like in a bad way. He's not saying like, look at this girl, like she, what a horror she is. Like, you No, know, he's saying like, look how hot she is, right? So it's kind of like a compliment. I don't know that they necessarily share exactly who it is because this is my story, right? (laughs) So I sent really good pics, like naked pics, dirty pics to a guy that I was with at the time. He liked that kind of shit. I've said before on my show, I don't mind doing that. It's fun. But I make sure my pics are killer, okay? It's not like something I just take a pic and send it. I don't think anybody does, even though it seems that way. Don't we all take a lot of time and make sure we curate it and make it perfect and whatever? Um, You take 20 pics and you get one good one. But in those pics, and they were like the best pics I've ever taken, honestly. They were really good. So I get why he shared them. (laughs) I was wearing a really distinct color nail polish. At the time, it was a turquoise nail polish I was wearing on my toes and on my fingernails. I was wearing turquoise nail polish way before anyone wore it, okay? I was like two years ahead of the game. Now everyone wears turquoise nail polish, but at this time, back in the day, I was wearing this turquoise nail polish that nobody wore, and you didn't see my face. I never put my face in any of my pictures. I do have a tattoo. I make sure that is never in any of my pictures because you never want any kind of incriminating evidence in your naked photos, like your face or your tattoo or your duvet cover that everybody would know or the, the, <laughs> the carpet in your living room. You know what I'm saying? You got to be smart about it. Because people might share it or that shit gets out. You could always deny, 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 which is always a good way to go if you, <laughs> if you get caught. But anyway, so I sent him those pics. I was wearing the nail polish and they were killer pics. So one day, fast forward, I'm out to dinner with him and his best buddy, BFF. Okay, we're all out. I'm with my guy. That guy's with his wife. <laughs> we're all sitting there talking. Everyone's having their own private conversations and me and his friend are talking. And as me and his friend are talking, his friend is mid-sentence, right? He's actually talking to me. And this is like how I know that he knew. I don't know, because he's like talking to me and he's going on and on and I take my hands and I lift up my cup of tea to take a sip and I see that he looks at my fingers and all of a sudden I see something going on in his brain like something is computing like he is putting something together and now he cannot talk okay like he is stumbling on his words he's mesmerized by my fingernail color because by the way I'm wearing the turquoise nail polish (laughs) He's like putting it all together like that girl in the pic with the thing with the pussy shot that I saw like that is Kathy. And so I know that my guy didn't say, hey, look, this is Kathy. So he kept that to himself, but he definitely showed him the pics because that guy was putting it all together. The reason why he was tongue tied and he almost like could, could barely speak is because he had seen the pics. My friend had shared them, and he didn't know who the fuck it was, and he put it all together like a detective at the table. I think we were at Smith & Walensky's. I remember having steak. And (laughs) I was like, you fucking showed your friend. And he's like, no, I didn't, I swear. But he's not going to cop to it, okay? Deny, 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 right? Isn't that what we all do? Unless someone has proof of something. If you don't want people to know something, just deny it. Deny it a million times until you're blue in the face. Just deny. That's a tactic. It works. (laughs) So he denied it, but I don't care what he says. I know for a fact he showed his friends. Other guys do too. I think it's a bragging thing. Do I think a guy that shares a pic with somebody is that bad? No. No. But this guy is a whole nother level. This guy is not bragging, really. This guy is getting his dick hard. He is using his wife's pictures to please and pleasure himself. Now, Was my other guy showing his friend pictures and bragging and it was making his dick hard if his friend said I was hot? Maybe, but it's a different kind of a reason. I think it's all about intention. What's your intention behind it? This guy's intention when he's sharing his wife's pictures is because he wants everyone to want to fuck his wife. He wants her coworkers to know what she looks like naked and then he knows that they know and she doesn't know and it's all twisted kind of deep shit going on there. I think that's more fucked up. Okay, because like I said, it's not like a bragging thing that some guys might do and they show their friends. It's more of a, uh, you know, he's getting off on it. It's his kink and he's using her to do it. Now, you know, if his wife, it's her kink too. Sometimes people are like that. I get it. You'll have to hear the whole episode to hear the details. I will be airing the episode soon. He goes into more details about all the stuff, how it started out. But I think in situations like this, the person that needs to heed the warning is the person sending the naked pic to begin with, because people are going to do what they want to do. Okay. (laughs) You got to protect yourself. Like I said, no incriminating evidence in your picture. No one could prove it's your pussy, okay, unless you have like the biggest mole on there or something. No one knows your tits from 500 other people's tits. I mean, tits do come in all different shapes and sizes, but you could always deny it unless you actually show, like I said, a tattoo or a necklace with your name on it or your face. Keep your face out of it, no matter how much you trust somebody, I promise you, if you don't want people to know that your picks are you now with that my friend Sky like I said I wasn't that bad and they were killer picks so did I mind that he put it together because no he was like wow Kathy sends hot picks <laughs> anyway next confession
6: hi okay I really wish this was long enough of a story to create a, an episode but it's really not I basically I I'm very into old women. I'm 44 and my life is 55. And she's young. She's the oldest woman I've been with, but she's young. Like when I sent them into old women, senior citizens, and I, I really like white hair on a woman, and um, me and her both joke that if she was to leave me, I would pick up on the senior centers and stuff like that because <laughs> she knows I like women, you know, in the 60s and the 70s and you know, in the 80s. The, I, it's hard to explain why, uh, even to my wife, but, you know... Like she, she likes it because she knows that she's going to be forever young. My eyes, okay, that was my confession. (laughs) But have a good day.
0: Okay, so what this guy is basically copping to is that he's into senior citizens. Now I know that a lot of you might be like, oh no, fuck away, no guys are into senior citizens or whatever. Listen, senior citizen guys are into senior citizens. Just it's all relative. But in this situation, this is a way younger guy that is into women with gray hair. Now, listen, anonymous caller who has called and everyone else listening. I have come across two guys that I used to sleep with that I always believed were into the same thing. One being Dr. Guy. And let me tell you, I'm not talking behind his back because I called him out. I'm being into old chicks, senior citizens on numerous episodes with him, as well as my old co-host, Tommy. I went away with Tommy once. And we stayed at his parents' condo in Florida. And it was one of those condos because it was his parents that it was like, you know, more mature people live there. It was more like an, a retirement home. So it was all gray haired women walking around. And I just saw him checking them out. Like seriously, I can't explain it. I sometimes have like really good intuition for these little sort of things that put out that people put out. Like I'm always like, I should have worked for the FBI because I could seriously look at pictures of people and tell you about them to like, I could see things in them that nobody would ever know. I have my friends test me on it. They'll show me pictures. And if there's something like very, strongly positive or very strongly negative or very strongly in them I will pick up on it I seriously could get shit like that so these things that I'm getting in real life with these people I believe I trust my instinct Tommy was into old women and just to prove that my instincts are right I'm gonna tell you the story about Dr. Guy so when I was banging him Dr. Guy lived. He doesn't live there anymore. He lived on the Upper East Side. Now, the Upper East Side of Manhattan, if you've never been there before, is a whole scene. It's very specific. It's all a certain type of people. They're wealthier. They dress really nice. They're out and about. And there's a lot of older women that are on the prowl. You'll go to a bar. There's a couple bars on the Upper East Side, like the Mark. And I forget the other one right across the street that it's packed with people in their 50s and 60s and 70s. They're all divorcees and they're all hooking up and they're dressed to the nines and they got a lot of plastic surgery and they look great but they don't look like they're 20 they look like they're 65 and they look great for 65 but that's how people roll up there okay it's a little bit the demographic skews older than if you're downtown and so when we would go out to these dumb bars that he would force me to go to because I personally hate going out to bars we would go out and I would see him checking out these older women. And I would always be like, you're into older chicks. He had a one friend that was way older in her 60s and he'd talk about how hot she was. And she was one of those that was like so overly like uh, surgeryed out on her face that she looked atrocious. She was one of those people that you would be not atrocious. Like she looked scary. Like you'd be like, what did you do to your face? It's kind of sad. It's way too much work. And he would talk about how sexy she was and she was in her 60s. And there was a property manager who lived who worked in his building that we would come across a couple times in his building when I was with him. And she obviously knew I was the flavor of the week and she would act so bizarre with me. Okay. Like to bizarre where it was like, it it was abnormal. It wasn't like, I can't explain it. It just was something that I was like, something's going on here. Like he fucks this lady. And he would always talk about all these great deals that he got for these apartments. And this lady was going to hook him up and do this. And she hooked him up to do that. And he would always be chatting her up. And the way she acted when I was there, I was like, he definitely fucked her. Now, this is a time that Dr. Guy was fucking everybody. There is no way he wasn't fucking her. And I would call him out on it all the time. Like I said, I never talk behind people's backs. I have told Dr. Guy to his face on this podcast that I believe your hidden kink secret thing that you got going on that you don't tell anyone about because he never told me was that you're into older women like seriously older women just like this guy that confessed and he was always like no fucking way well remember I told you that I have a really good intuition and I believe it and that's because I'm fucking right okay Dr. Guy didn't cop to it but last time I spoke with his girlfriend, Victoria, who is on this show. She coped to the fact that she had like these fantasies with her uncle. And she told me that Dr. Guy had them for his grandmother. Okay. His grandmother right there. There you go. Mic drop. Boom. Whatever people say is that. Does that make sense? <laughs> He's into senior citizens. There's nothing more senior than your grandma. Okay. He wants to fuck his grandma. That's what they role play. All right. Oh, yeah. Yay. How many times do I have to say it? I really could have worked for the FBI. I don't think it's like a psychic thing. I think I'm picking up on something that's like there. And I don't know what it is. But I could get things like that. And I'm always right. And I really trust my instincts. And so I knew. And so this guy, like I said, he's into seniors. He puts it out there. And like he said, his wife doesn't care because she knows she's going to get old one day and he's still gonna—he's only just going to become more attracted to her. And instead, the opposite happens. So I don't necessarily think that's a bad kink. If I met a guy that was like, I'm really into old ladies, I would feel very comfortable because I'm getting there. OLD.
3: <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Gethard and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, Talk to one of them. They stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings, crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous.
1: Hi, Kathy. Uh, My name is Danielle, but of course it won't be on your podcast if I get on there. But I'm calling in to confess that I have my first threesome experience. I am now entangled with a lovely couple. I believe they're married. And they, I can't believe it, I fell into this amazing first couple who are working professionals. They are physically fit. Their kids are grown and gone as well as mine is. And, uh, They are gentle and loving, and we discussed some rules first. They only play together, and we played twice in one weekend. I feel like each time is going to get better and better. I know I was super nervous the first time. Second time, I was not as nervous. There are a few things that I need to just navigate through as far as this, but they're really open communication. You can ask them anything she and I are both straight. However, there is light touching. He toggles between messing or playing with me, and then he'll play with her and then play with me. But her, she and I don't really play together for his pleasure, nor does he care. I guess if we did, he'd be okay with it. But that's not her and I thing. The three of us are always very close in the bed. She's never across the room likes to be there close with us, and I appreciate that. I, I can... I can deal with that. But I've kind of discovered that I like this um detached sort of sexual play for me because I've always been attached, right? Like in my life, where is this going? Does this mean anything? I would always wait a few dates before I would sleep with someone and then I don't know, maybe start fantasizing about a relationship with them or did I want one or not. And went through a couple of unnecessary heartbreaks because of that. But that's another story, too. So all of my partners my whole life have been well endowed, unbeknownst to me, while we were dating but they were had this thing between their legs. But I've always been very, very blessed with um, the size and the girth. And so I've become really used to it and spoiled in that way. And I love it. And this particular – the male person in this couple – is not in doubt. He's probably, uh, I would say, hard. He might be six inches. And that's just not something I'm used to, right? He's not even girthy. She seems to be really super happy with it. She squirts. um, But I I can't even, maybe later on I'll get off. I'll be able to orgasm. That's
2: a determination of his. uh, But I think they're wanting to get together whenever all the time. He basically said that whenever I feel horny or whenever I want it just to call text them and that they'll make it happen. But I don't think they want to be part of a throuple and I'm really warding that off. I really don't want to be part of a throuple, Um, but they want to play like all the time. I guess maybe it's rare to find a third. I don't know how this works, but I feel really lucky that I found a classy, clean couple who are respectful and loving and I honor their union and they honor the three of us together. So it's really amazing. I don't know that I would ever get that lucky again, but I guess the one thing that would keep me from being heavily involved with them is that I'm just, not happy with the dick size on him. Okay,
0: so the truth is, I after I got this confession, I reached out to her. We wound up calling her a different name on the podcast. I think she said she was going to use Danielle or something. She wound up using Nina. I haven't aired her episode yet because it's very different than this confession. Now, that just goes to show that if you ask people a lot of questions, you might wind up hearing a very different story, right? (laughs) Isn't that the problem with media nowadays? People read like the headline or they read one small part or something and then they think they got the whole story. But really, if you read the whole article or ask a billion questions or dig really deep, you see a different picture. Now, Nina, I know talked a lot about how this was just an amazing thing with this amazing couple. And uh, she did touch on the fact that the guy is not big enough. It is true that if you wind up with partners all the time like she... has with really big dicks you're gonna be used to it that's just a fact so she was very lucky like she said to have all guys that were really big so six inches i think probably to a lot of people sounds very normal and average and good size that's long enough for me (laughs) but she also said it wasn't even girthy so six inches and thin Not cool for her because that's not what she's used to. And she's used to, it sounds like she's used to long-term relationships. So she's probably been with not many guys, but if she was consistently with one or two or three guys and each guy just happened to be really thick and really well hung, this guy's just not going to do it. When I talked to her, the guy not only was small, he fucked like a jackrabbit. He wasn't good at all. It was just like a very... Disappointing episode. I don't know when I'm going to air it. You might hear it eventually. It just sounded like she was very unhappy with the sex. I get why they keep coming back to her. She doesn't understand. She's like, am I going to wind up in a thruple? Like, what do these people want from me? They're like, call me anytime. But that's because unicorns are rare. It's rare that a girl is where she's at in life. Like it makes sense. She said, I've always been in long-term relationships. I've gotten hurt before. It feels really great. And to be just doing something with nothing attached to it, she's, it's very safe. It's a very safe place to be. And for her, probably very freeing, but I don't think many women find themselves in that place in life a lot. A lot of times women are looking for relationships or if they're not in a relationship, they're looking for nothing. They just want to not be fucking bothered. But what she's trying is a very detached way of being, which probably for her makes sense in her life where she's at right now. So it's perfect going after couples. They're attached to each other. They're never going to get hooked on her. She doesn't have to worry about ever getting rejected or feeling any kind of hurt. But this couple, of course, is like, call us anytime. <laughs> because they're probably can't find a, a unicorn. Unicorns are called unicorns because they're hard to find. It's hard to find a girl who just wants to fuck a couple. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. See you later. I don't want to be a part of a throuple. She doesn't want anything to do with them. She's not interested. But most girls, that's not how they roll. And that's why they're after her. I know, like I said, because I talked to her, that these stories that she's talking about weren't as great As she made him out to see. Now, I don't know if it was because when she called in, she only had one weekend with them. I don't think she had many more by the time I spoke with her. But when I did probe deeper, it turned out that this guy was not only small, but really bad in bed. Am I ruining this confession <laughs> Am I telling the truth? I don't think so. I think it's interesting because you hear something on the surface. And then, like I said, if you dig deep, you find out it's something different. This is not a woman who fell for an amazing couple. I think they're very nice, but it's really not ideal at all. From what I heard, she has never even come. She can't come with them. The guy's terrible in bed. She's not sexually attracted to him at all in any way, shape or form. So I don't know. But she said that communication is really important. Now she communicated a lot of things up front. What she doesn't communicate with them now is that his style of banging and fucking and even going down on her. Now I just remember even the way he goes down on her is terrible. But she does not speak up and direct him. She doesn't. Tell him is specifically what she wants. Like the communication, I think, is lacking on that part. I know she did communicate up front what she wanted, all the rules and regulations. That's good to communicate. But you know when you really need to communicate? When you're having sex, okay? During you could speak up and say, hey, go down a little bit. Softer, harder. Oh my God, that feels good. Keep doing that. Speak the fuck up for yourself. Tell them tell somebody, especially a new partner, exactly what you want. And they'll give it to you. They don't know. A lot of times what happens is, someone's banging like one person for their whole life like this guy is banging his wife he knows how to get his wife off maybe her clit is up higher than this woman's clit or something I don't know because she was saying he's so bad at going down like how could someone be bad at going down on you but maybe it's because like his wife likes it a certain way and then he's doing the same thing but you gotta tell that your partner whether you're a man or a woman like what you want to be done what feels good for you some guys like their balls to be touched some guys don't I always go for the balls and to like kind of rub them and squeeze them while you're blowing a guy and some guys it's too much they're too sensitive some guys they want it some guys want a finger in the ass some guys don't most guys don't but you know and that's just the way that it is you got to try things out but somebody needs to tell you what they want there needs to be mutual communication and i think that's what makes for great sex and that's why i think i always stick with one booty call i typically like to have sex with the same person because i feel comfortable with that person i could tell them exactly what to do like i have no problem being like no move down do that no i like like this that's what you want to do and then you know you're guaranteed to have a good time all the time isn't that what you want but i think that when it's somebody new you do have to train them because everybody is used to whoever they've been with last for her unfortunately She did have those guys with the big dick, so this guy's dick probably will never satisfy her, but she could do other things, like what about him going down on her? She could make that oral experience better, I think, if she communicated more to them. So I don't know if she's still seeing them. I do have her whole episode tape. I don't know if I'm ever going to air it. It was a little... Frustrating because I didn't really get it. We did talk a lot about how she doesn't communicate properly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because here she is with this guy, and she's saying one thing where this was great. I mean, she started out in the episode just like she did on here, talking about how great it was, and then when I started asking questions, it sounded horrifying and terrible and uncomfortable and not fun at all. But yet she's not saying anything, and so it was just a very confusing. Episode, so not sure if it'll ever get aired, but it probably will. Anyway, next confession.
6: Hey, I just wanted to have a quick, quick conversation with myself about some fetishes that I have, and some fetishes that have actually blossomed directly as a result of having this absolute stunner of a girlfriend that I've been with for two years now, way out of my league, way more sexually advanced than I am. And as a result, she initially opened up a conversation about maybe introducing somebody else to the bedroom. And once that came into play, it was more along the lines of, "Well, oh, I do find that idea hot, but not so much so that I would want to ruin our relationship over it. And as a result, she kind of dropped the subject. And come to find out, this was a year ago or so, come to find out she's had a couple orgies. She's been with married couples a couple of times. She had a threesome with a boyfriend and that ruins their relationship which is what she told me way back then when we initially had this conversation. Anyway, I'm going to have to cut this short to reach the four-minute mark, but recently we went to a sex club for the first time. Didn't do anything with other couples, but we did have sex in a room with probably 30 people and she wants to go back and she she mentioned maybe we could bring somebody else in i'm still not comfortable with that idea but i thought maybe it'd be interesting to hear about somebody who is quote-unquote new to the lifestyle even though i'm not even in it and the thoughts the reservations the everything that i'm considering before moving forward with this so yeah thanks for listening appreciate you
0: Okay. So this guy definitely needs some advice. I think that uh, he needs to tread carefully. He is not ready. It's good that he knows he's not ready. That's the first thing. That would be the first step, right? Know thyself. He knows where he's at. He's know that he knows that he, he right now can't handle that. And that's okay because that doesn't mean that just because you can't handle it now, two years from now, you couldn't not handle it. And sometimes people that think that they can't handle certain things when it winds up happening, they're like totally fine with it. Not only can they handle it, they, it totally turns them on. So you never do really know, but you never want to jump into a situation like bringing another partner and letting your partner fuck them in front of you. If you are, don't think you're ready. Okay. Because if you're not ready, all kinds of crazy things could happen. But there are so many things you could do before you wind up doing that. I have had so many interesting episodes of couples who play it really safe. They're definitely not vanilla. Okay. But they're definitely not swingers and they're not hooking up with other people, but they're doing like what this guy and his girl did, which was go to a swingers club. They didn't play with any other people. They just fucked in front of people. I had a couple that that's all they do. They never play with anybody else. They just stay with each other. Sometimes they do light touching and stuff, but there's no other sex with other people, but they're always in group situations. And that could be really hot and really safe. And why not keep your boundary there if that's where you're at? That couple's never change their roles. That's how they've rolled the whole time. And that's okay. It's still better than vanilla missionary sex every single night, right? This guy, I did go to the club he banged in front of other people i always think i always feel like when i hear stories like that i'm like oh that's like a good idea for a couple to try why not go to a swingers club together with your partner you don't even have to have sex like they did in front of other people you could actually just watch and see if that turns you on and then go home and have like really hot sex if you're a voyeur at all maybe you go and it's like really hot to see other people fucking in front of you and really turns you on and then you go home and you have the best sex with your partner I have a couple who plays around with the hot wave scenario. I just aired them. And the way they do that is just by posting all kinds of anonymous dirty pics and videos. And they get totally off on all the contributes and all the comments and emails that they get from people. They also get videos from people. And it's a real turn-on. Like they are having full-on like online sex cabades with other women, other men, other couples. They're doing it all anonymously and it totally turns them on. And then like this guy, the guy in the couple that just does the online stuff, he was very into his girl being with other guys. The way they started playing online is because he went on to Reddit and he was like, pimping his girl out, looking for other guys. But once he realized that he just liked the attention of other guys being into his girl and he saw how he got off on that, they just decided to keep it that way. And now after all of their pics and all their videos and all their come tributes and all their stuff that they're doing online, they don't even need to go hook up with another guy. Now he realizes, You know what? that's not something I ever want to even happen. So now they're thinking about another girl, but there's so many different ways you could take things. But the, And I do believe that before you cross that line, if you are not ready, don't fucking cross it. There are so many other fun things you could do as a couple that is not totally opening up a relationship, but it's not totally vanilla. There's so much stuff in between. You just got to be creative. Maybe, like I said, you don't even go to the swingers club. You do what the other couple did was just put naughty pics of yourselves online. You could do it anonymously like the couple does it. They hook up with other couples. You could do stuff like that. There's another scenario where I had a girl named Casey who's been on my show and her and her guy would go into bars and they would pick up other people. And I think I've talked about this before because her guy loves to see her fuck other guys. So they go into bars he sits there and he watches her flirt with other guys and then she picks up guys, goes home, and fucks them, and goes home and fucks them and then he watches and he loves to see that whole scenario. But what a hot scenario to mock up as a vanilla couple. You could take that fantasy, you could take that scenario all the way up until the point where she goes home with the guy. She doesn't have to go home with the guy. But you go to the bar, you let your partner go off by themselves, you're sitting there watching watch your girl get all the attention but maybe that turns you on right you see like other guys wanting your girl and that's your girl you're gonna get to go home and fuck her she's getting attention from other guys which always feels great right because she's only been getting it for you for so long so she's feeling hot and sexy you're feeling like you're seeing her being hot and sexy for the first time and then she could flirt with them and everything and then she could call it a day go home and fuck you instead of that guy you don't have to take it to the next level that's a very safe thing to do but fun. And then how hot is it to go home and fuck each other after that? She's like high off of the attention she got from some stranger, some hot young dude at the bar. He's hot because he saw other hot guys wanting his girl and he's fucking her now. Like, I just think that that kind of scenario, that kind of scenario could really add to it. There's so many different things you could do if you have an imagination uh, that are fun and hot but safe. This guy is not ready to see his girl be with somebody else. She's ready. She's done it before. She's got a past. And it's great that she's been open about it and he knows about it and she's up front. And I think it's great that he decided to go to a club with her and he did that that compromise. And it's great that she's not pushing him. It sounds like she's not pushing him to be with other guys before he's ready. He's not ready which is a good thing, and he needs to wait until he's ready. I have heard, I'm going to tell you, caller, I have heard from guys who wound up watching their girl fuck another guy for the first time without them knowing it was going to happen. And I my favorite question in those scenarios is like, you know, if I would have stopped that scene right before it happened and asked you, do you think you're the type of guy that would be turned on by seeing your girl with another guy or be totally jealous? So many times the guy's like, no, I thought I would be totally jealous. I thought I would be the type of guy that would never be able to handle it. And yet when it happened, they were totally turned on. So you do never know, but I think if you're going to go into a situation not knowing, you need to be with a partner that you have a very strong foundation. So if things go south and you get a little jealous, you're going to be able to work through that and get and get back on track. And if you don't have a really solid relationship, I think something like that could really cause a problem. Because if there's not really good communication going down after a situation that goes bad, it could really fuck things up. So you always want to play it safe. So listen, the reservations, the thoughts, everything that you're feeling, caller or anyone that would be feeling in a situation like this, where they're being brought into the lifestyle. By a partner who's really been in it for a while and is sort of like a professional. I mean, she sounds like it. She's been with couples, she's been in orgies, you know. For the vanilla person that's never done it before, I think that that's intimidating and scary. And I get it. The fact that one of her relationships ended because of her threesome, I feel like is the reason why she's really not pushing him. She's learned the hard way that you don't just jump into things because it can ruin a relationship. So I think that. He should probably maybe just keep going back to that that club with her and don't commit to letting somebody else come into the scenario until the moment arises and you're down for it. So one day maybe you'll be like, okay, let's try this. It doesn't sound like you've been with this girl a long time. It's only been a year, so maybe you want to wait a little longer till you have a, like a stronger foundation. But anyway, good luck to you. Okay. Going into the lifestyle is never something you should do without over-communicating. That is the key to a successful open relationship. It's all about communicating and not just communicating. Over-communication, that is the key. But anyway, those are my confessions. If you have a confession that you want to call in and leave on my confessions hotline and then have it aired on an episode and hear my two cents, call call my confessions hotline. You could call the number 247. Make sure you're in a quiet place. Make sure you're not moving around a lot. Make sure there's not a lot of noise in the background. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, just call back. I edit them together. I change the voices. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. The number will be in the description. Thanks so much for listening.